Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I am one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me at the table. It's your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. My least favorite place to be with you, the table. When I don't That's have food. That's not necessarily when I don't have food in true. Front of me. That's not true. So, I'm sorry, We've been sorry, married sorry. for almost ten it's, years. It's, it's like the second least favorite no, no, place no. to be together. It's in a tie for first with all other places. It is July 9th. 2021. If you're new here, every single week we, we hate each other's hate guts. Hate each other's guts, and we talk about our lives, and we talk about our random movies we watch in our massive we're movie married. collection. And you're already talking over me. That's marriage, buddy. Yeah, you should be used to it. But if you see the title of the episode, you know that it is the second installment of our guest star series, which we started last month, where we have uh, one of our close personal friends who's never been on the show before. Join us for a movie of our communal choice, and we get a different well, no, perspective no, no, on the world. Hang on a second. Hang well, on a second. Don't interrupt me. Let me have it. Get ready to introduce the man. No one wants to hear you. They want to hear the man. The man. If I were the man, then you'd be Jillian's father. Is this a Taylor Swift reference? It is a Taylor Swift reference. <laughs> Thank you so much, Justin. My favorite person at the table right now. Justin Baker, how are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Thanks thanks so much for having me, guys. Happy to be your uh, token perspective here. As I mentioned I, at I, the last episode for Tope, we're getting our it. diversity out of the way really early that in this project. It. Yeah, that was, right. that was a good choice of words, but you know, we're all about oh, diversity. Fuck, we have Ar- Augie next month, so literally. <laughs> and it's Diver- just white people, white people, white people, white people, white people. And we don't have to talk about the movie. I think we figured we solved it out. Uh, yeah. We're all about diversity, equity, and inclusion here on Married with Movies. Although we probably should have done these episodes in February. I thought you were going to say we should have done these episodes backwards. <laughs> it's like, Samantha! Wow. No, on, and for Arcade Audio, the network of podcasts that we're on, of course, February, uh, for RJ Hates Rap, is White, White Rap History, History Month. Month. Yes, where Tope plays uh, yeah. four weeks of white artists oh. instead of black artists. Okay, like yeah. Bo Burnham, Vanilla Ice. Uh, well, rappers, he has not done Bo rapper. Burnham yet. Yeah, Bo Burnham yeah. is Bo Burnham's a rapper. Yeah, okay. I, I'll give it to him. His his earlier work was rap. Okay. So Cool. uh, (laughs) Let's not talk about Let's talk about Justin. So Justin, uh, you and I have known each other. We used to be uh, co-workers. I was uh, your boss at one point, and now thankfully I'm not. You were, so I can I can say um, I'm glad I don't work for you anymore. <laughs> I can say I'm glad you don't work for me anymore. I was uh, great. I don't know what you're talking about. I was great. I was better. <laughs> so I've known you three years. Three years. Three years. Yeah. Um, what's going on, man? Not much. Just. Uh... Trying not to die every day. <laughs> Jesus. Aren't we all? Welcome to COVID world. It's a, Before Samantha came home earlier, we had some, some time just to catch up with the two of us. and We're all busy, but you've been a busy guy. It's a new, new job, getting ready to move. You got, you got a lot going on in your life. Yeah, new job. Um, 
just graduated college. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, just celebrated a birthday as well. A lot of milestones. Like, Happy birthday. That's why you're on the show, I'm glad you actually. said that. I have some, please do not leave. I think every time oh, yeah, I have see you, you, I have something for you. And then it takes me two other times to see you to give them to you. You know what? So I'm, please let me remember to bring you I'm your birthday okay present. I'm okay with like, the delayed stuff. Because it ends up being like, here's your birthday like. Kwanzaa present. You you get a present when you weren't expecting it, so it's like, oh, this is exactly. a legitimate surprise. Surprise gifts. Nice I'm, I'm all about surprises. It's a nice but thing. yeah, um, just graduated, uh, got a new job, got a new apartment. You know the whole, the whole like, oh, what's supposed to happen after college? Insane student debt. So just really, really just soaking it all. Y- in. Yeah, yeah. Don't fall for it, man. It's it sucks. Yeah, it keeps. I'm yeah, gonna no. tell you, it doesn't get any better. No. You want to know what I had to do today? To find out why our dentist charged us $56. For our daughter's x-rays. Yeah, yeah. so... Get ready for that. Even though earlier today he pretty much said after watching our wonderful kid. Like, our kid is great. But, you know, she has her moments when she sees her Uncle Justin for the first time in a, in a long time. Yeah, she, she's a little she, rambunctious She excited, goes crazy. And you helped her to the bathroom and he goes, I'm not having kids. Well, <laughs> right not, away. It's not just that. Look, I don't... I don't want to, like, pin it solely on your daughter. Like, she's not the only reason I decided not cool. to have kids. Because no. if she was, I would make sure you never have I kids. I would introduce because... you to other kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, and Our the, kid uh, is great. See, and that's the thing. I've worked with kids. Like, I yeah, used to have. be a teacher. Yep. And mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. I, you, you're Mr. Nanny. Yeah, I'm then, the Muppet Baby. Yeah, exactly. and then you went yeah. into banking. And so I, I think went, that that probably sums it up. As far away from children as possible. Mm-hmm. I love kids. I have a big heart. I just... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would rather be, like not fully involved. Like, I don't want to be the dad that goes out for milk, but I don't, I don't want to be like, you know, omnipresent. You know, yeah, this but is we're recording, not... right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is on the record. Like, and you know, we don't edit these shows, right? Oh, yeah, no, I know. Oh, I, I, oh, I do. Okay. These, I, well, this one I don't have to, because like, all the other guest stars, like most of them are going to be over Zoom, like, right, like right. Tope was and Augie right, was, but, but you're in town. Here. So like, technically, yeah. as long as we don't say anything really, really offensive or bad, this one just runs. So I can't say anything bad. <laughs> you can, and then I mean, I'll go, you and then can. and then I will say that we yeah. will edit it but, out. So. But I guess I should have told you how to this works. To my own defense, I'm a young millennial, something with insane student debt, and in this economy, it wouldn't mm. be responsible mm-hmm. for me to have children as well. That's my main thought. Sure, cool. Sure. That was what we thought five years ago. Cheers. Yeah, I want very, oh. I want very sharp like designer furniture in my house, and children do not fit that schematic. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you're making a choice between the nice designer furniture, kind of like Cassius Green himself, and uh, sorry to bother you, or children. You're like, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you saw that parallel. Yeah, I'm glad yeah you I saw see that it. parallel. I feel like I'm giving up parts of my soul to achieve happiness. That's what capitalism is, isn't that what this movie is? That's also what parenthood is. So you know, Ooh. my soul is nourished. Oh my god. So, what I'm asking every guest star before we get into the actual movie, and normally up top, uh, we talk about what's been going on recently in our lives, and we kind of do that. But the other thing we always tackle is, you know, we only uh, watch and review the movies that we, like, physically own, but we take time to catch up on uh, some of the stuff that's new, out, that we've seen. Mm. Of course, terrible time to do it, although it's getting a little better, as I mentioned on last week's episode. Uh, Next week's episode now... We'll have our reviews for Black Widow and Space Jam: A New Legacy because we're recording this that. before time. Yeah, I thought I did. You didn't know. Oh, well, that's the second movie. Oh, well, now I can now. <laughs> uh, it's already out now, and people will know by the time they're hearing this. Uh, so it's getting a little bit better and easier. But uh, recently, and then like not so recently, kind of in the past six months to a year, 
What have you been watching for both movies and TV? What what can you recommend to the people? What's been um, filling up your your viewing experience? Am I allowed to consult a list? Because I've I've done like a lot of TV. Just watching. just give us like a high level overview of of maybe like a couple of your favorites, both from movie and TVs that like that you really think people need to, even if they are like massive. If you want to fucking recommend Tiger King and everyone knows fucking about it, then sure. You know okay. what I mean? Um, I'll start off with anime because I got into like a really big anime binge. Cool, with my... but nobody who listens to our show wants to watch anime. Let the so... man I'm just talk. kidding. <laughs> I, I got into a really big anime binge with my, my girlfriend's little sister and my little sister. We have like a little book club that we do. So we'll watch an anime and then we'll talk about it. I know it sounds super dorky. I did not think that anybody could make anime sound... To Mark. me, and I, whatever you like is whatever you like, but less interesting. But please go on. So the way that I see it, mm-hmm. I don't live with my sister anymore, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to make a relationship with Gabby's family. Sure. My girlfriend, uh, for the record. It's an easy segue. It's something they're both interested in. It's something that's passive for me that right. I can get interested in, and you know, have something to talk to them about that's not just like, oh, hey, how are you, sport? Like, what's going on? Like, yeah. something they're genuinely you interested connect. in. Exactly. And it's built a pretty solid foundation for, like, like I can go ahead and, like, talk to them about pretty... Like, they feel comfortable around me. And that's that's what I want. Like, I want that familiarity, that family. So what animes have you been watching? Uh, Demon Slayer recently. Uh, all right, so it's one I at least I've heard of. So I, okay. I'm glad it wasn't something that, like, I was like, cool! Waste time telling me about that. Like, I know what Demon Slayer is. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to throw in two anime that you've probably heard of and then one that you've never heard of. Okay. All right, so Demon Slayer's one, which mm-hmm. it had a movie recently as well, which the way... That's that, how I'm familiar with it was yeah. following, like, movies and box And the way and that they're, they're doing it is, like, they're doing it, like, as a season, and then the movie is supposed to be, like, a canonical tie-in to the season and a bridge to the next one, okay. which I thought was pretty cool. Like, nice. really awesome. Another anime I started watching was Black Clover. Um, just another, like, screechy, yelly, like... My, my sister and my girlfriend's sister watched it, so I got on it. It's pretty good. It's about mm-hmm. a guy who doesn't have magic in a world full of magic, and he just has, like, a big-ass sword and hits shit with it. It's great. Nice. Um, Sidewords anime is the anime called Violet Evergarden. Oh, I thought Sideways was the name of it, and I was like, is that no. just a Paul Giamatti wine <laughs> anime? No. no. <laughs> I'd watch it. I would watch the shit out of a Paul Giamatti anime. What would that even be about? Wine? Uh, yeah, yeah, it would just be Paul Giamatti complaining about things. I'd watch it. I'd watch the shit out of it. It'd yeah. be like a new Curb Your Enthusiasm. It'd be but great, with Paul Giamatti. Yeah, but yeah. No, Violet Evergarden is about a girl who doesn't understand feelings, has robot arms, and gets her dream job of. I'm really explaining this poorly. Of being a typist, like a ghostwriter for people to write letters. So I have to. So I have to tell everyone now at home that uh, Justin, and I mean this as a compliment. It's not going to sound that way. Is one of the most prolific on the spot liars I've ever met in my entire life. Do you want me to show you the trailer? No, 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 no. So I, I don't doubt this at all. But you know that you could say whatever the fuck you want, and I would just believe it forever because oh, you are who you are. But I've I've also taken it like it up to use my powers for good. Um, mm. So I, I'm being straight honest. There's an anime about a girl with robot arms who has mm. amnesia, doesn't understand emotions, and is a ghost writer with a typewriter. I mean, it checks out. It does say that here. <laughs> An emotionally detached soldier settles into post-war life as a ghost writer and begins to reconnect with her feelings while searching for the meaning behind her former commander's Fucking final a. words to her. I'll never doubt him again. And she has robot arms. 
No, I don't know. All right, so those are the animes you're watching. Any other movies or TV shows you, you uh, can pimp or recommend? TV shows, Dave, the new Little Dicky comedy. We're talking um, about that earlier. Yeah, one of one of my blind spots. I need to start watching. I should not have doubted it as much as I did. It's season two currently. Season two currently. Okay. Uh, I think they just released episode five. Mm-hmm. Great show. Um, really great show. Also, can be parallel to the movie we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, Narcos, which I just I fell in love with because of the memes on Reddit. Yeah. I was like, oh, let me give it a try, and I mm-hmm. like Pablo Pascal, Pedro Pascal. I'm so sorry, I'm uh, I'm Hispanic for the record, so I'm allowed to do that once. Only partly. So that's why I said he's once, half, yes, Samantha. He's half Hispanic, half African American. Am I though? I, I've been saying that forever, but I don't know. Well, where, where is your family from? The Dominican Republic and Alabama. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't think either of those are on Africa. I want a basketball player to come out from the Dominican Republic and Alabama. <laughs> and mobile Alabama. It's actually Aniston, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah no, not awesome. everyone's from that racist cesspool. Well, I know two cities um, in Alabama. Movies. What was that one we were talking about earlier? It was made by Phil Lord. It, the same people that did Oh, Mitchell vs. the Machines. Mitchell's yeah. vs. the Machines. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic yeah. movie. Yeah. We've um, said it on the show. We've watched it a dozen times because yeah. Jillian is obsessed with it. Fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, Princess Mononoke I actually got into recently. Another is, anime. Uh, Studio Ghibli. Sayo Miyazaki. Yes. You know? Hayao Miyazaki. Hayao Miyazaki, sorry. Sayo Miyazaki I went to college with. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Shout out to Sayo Miyazaki who's not listening to this. I won't tell the crude story I have about Sayo Miyazaki. But of... everyone at the Ruth Chris in Tampa, Florida knows that story because I told it drunkenly at a friend's bachelor party. I'm very curious, but I'll, I'll tell you later. I'll, I'll tell you I'll, 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 later. I'll, I'll make a note. I'll, t- I'll write on the back of the card. Um, but yeah, so Prince Mononoke... Uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Cruella was like the last movie I saw in theaters uh, after getting vaccinated. Yeah. Get vaccinated. Um, it was not good. It was. I, I like Emma Stone. I, I love like Disney movies. Oh, I see, just, I heard it was good. And it's, it's one of the rare, well-reviewed ones. So we yeah. probably so will end up watching it eventually. If I could describe it, it's like if they made The Devil Wears Prada as a Disney movie, yeah. but for TV, like a like a like an Oxygen or a Wii movie. Like, it, it's not, like, an actual... Look, don't, don't talk shit about movies that are on, like, Oxygen and We and Lifetime. No, listen, I love... We big fans of Lifetime movies up in this house. I love Deborah Messing, okay? Killer fucking Grandma. You should watch the movie Killer Grandma. I love Deborah Messing. Watch Killer Grandma. I will put Killer Grandma on the list. Put it on the list. But it definitely didn't meet the expectations. Understood. Well, speaking of lists, let's get into today's episode. If this is your first guest star uh, episode, this is how it works, is we pick the person that's going to join us on the show. They give us a list of five movies that they would like to watch. Which Smith they and I none of. Well, we did. This is one of the ones that you Yeah, you picked. gave us five, and this was one of them. Uh, I gave you four other good movies. No. I think we've already done one of them for the show. No. So, I'm, so as I t- mentioned on the Tope episode, the movies that we do not pick are eligible for our can't pick uh, nomination I mean, at the end you, of the year. You got me another list. I, do. I got I have too a many list lists. So, uh, Justin, of course, today's episode, what we picked is Sorry to Bother You, um, because it, it was the first movie that Justin and I ever saw together in theaters just a couple of months after we met each other. We saw it, I want to say the movie started like at 10 30 at night. It was, it was pretty late. Incredibly late. We had gone late. out and already had dinner and had several drinks with our friend Javier, uh, who probably will never be on this show he because I don't want to, we can't do subtitles on a podcast. Um, he didn't come, he's like, I'm not going to go to this movie with you, and <laughs> to this day, I wish he had gone with us, because what would he have done? Uh, I think he would have taken notes. 
So you mean? Well, so we'll I'll do wait. I'll we'll do it at the end. I have a whole voices thing that you have to okay. do at some point. Okay. So what Justin nominated was Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, and Jurassic Park: The Lost World, which technically, unfortunately, technically, we could not pick because we're only allowed to do single movies. Yeah, you can't do series. There's a lot of rules here. Then you nominated. Don't a you ever listen to the show? No. I know. I, I know did write rules. down Jurassic Park. You know, we'll we'll see what other people nominate, and by the end of the year, we'll determine if what's eligible for can't pick. And then wait, what was the, the uh, other one? He said Spider Man into the Spider Verse, which of course I would have rather have watched your pick. The reason we didn't was because we didn't want to hear you talk about Spider Man any more than we already have had to suffer through in our entire lives. Yeah, you know Jillian's favorite superhero at one point was Spider Man. Yes, after Justin babysat her for a night, and true. so I've never forgiven you for that. So cool. It's your fault for letting me babysit her, and also letting me bring my PlayStation with me. So and play the game. So you, so so you played no, your Spider Man game on your PlayStation instead of watching my daughter no, when no, you no. were babysitting. I watched, I watched your daughter play the game. While she was like two. She did great. She saved the city. She better than me. Uh, he also nominated Holmes and Watson, which we actually do not own. He owns because he lost a bet with me related to a bad pun joke off, I believe. It was a dad joke. It was a dad, a dad joke, joke off. Book. And you had that book. I got yes, you a that was, dad that was joke one of the spit take dad joke. So he off. has mm-hmm. to technically watch the movie, but we cannot remember what bet I lost uh, after the fact where I also have to watch it. So we just we have to just do that at some point. Maybe we'll do that as a Patreon exclusive at okay. some point. Which led us to pick, sorry to bother you, which I will read the package now. Destiny is calling, sorry to bother you. I get out on acid, says Dana Harris, IndieWire. Something you need to see to believe, says Brian Tellerico, RogerEbert.com. Brilliant and outrageous, says Eric Cohn, IndieWire. Two IndieWire reviews? Wildly original, says Peter Burge. Variety? Feels like weaponized hilarity, David Fear, Rolling Stone. Mm. Samantha's watching me so closely. If we mess up reading the package, uh, we have a running competition. I'm going to throw this water bottle at your head. That's not allowed. Well, then I'm going to be a meme. Hilarious, moving, crazy, ambitious, says Brian Tellerico, RogerEbert.com. Expect the unexpected in hip-hop artist Boots... Fuck! Boots Riley's directorial and screenwriting debut, Sorry to Bother You, an outrageously surreal look at capitalism, corporate greed, and fractured workplace dynamics. In an alternate present-day version of Oakland, California, struggling telemarketer Cassius Green, played by the Keith Stanfield, discovers a magical key to professional success, which propels him to a macabre universe. So that's one. I'm really upset that you didn't fuck up the word macabre, but you fucked up. What was the name? Uh, Boots Riley. It was hip-hop artist Boots Riley's. I, I was preparing for the possessive. That's what fucked me up. Because mm. the... the, the Artist boots and then Riley's. I knew I was gonna mess up. Mm-hmm. So I'm currently it down three just to like one. A in lot our of excuses reset. is what it I sounds mean, like. I mean, we have a lot of game to play. I mean, I haven't say. listened to this podcast a lot. I do know that the running tally is more on your side for error, though, Samantha. Yes, correct. We uh, we were doing it every fifty episodes, and she lost mm-hmm. two out of the three fifty episode mm-hmm. series. We're just doing it the first to twenty five mm-hmm. from now on. So. Perfect. Cool. You uh, really you you really gonna pull that out? So you really is, think that's a good idea? I have to be impartial. I, you have to be impartial. Okay, well, I don't have to be impartial. Well, you're getting up and leaving. And I, no, <laughs> I was sitting on my ice pack. Um, now, I told you I wasn't feeling good. So yeah. now you're going to make me be a bitch on this show to you. People are yeah, going to feel bad. You don't got to get to be anything. Um, so this is, ow. Oh, sorry. Right, right in the fucking that. mouth. Can you do it again so I can record it? No. No, but I didn't mean to throw that so this is, at your mouth. As I mentioned, the second time we've seen this, because we saw it, I almost... Smashes. I don't feel good. Uh, And for the record, we both fell asleep. Not that it was boring. At different. Yeah, you can't. 
If you have any critique or any thoughts about this movie at all, you cannot have the word boring exit your Oh, absolutely not. But it was just, like we mentioned, late. We had worked. We had had drinks. So it was good to watch this and stay awake the entire time. Now, Samantha, this is your first time watching this movie. And I know for a fact that there were several times in this movie where we both, in sync, looked over at you <laughs> to see what you were doing and thinking. Uh, now, we the, this movie, I know I had discussed on the podcast mm. after Justin and I had watched it. I don't remember what my review at the time was. I don't know, man, but I don't listen to anything that you say. No, yeah, so you it, really I, think I, I'm going to remember that shit? I don't listen to shit? myself as well. So I have to ask, what did you think? What the fuck did you guys make me do? <laughs> I had a bad, a, a bad day. Uh-huh. And I feel like shit, uh-huh. and now I feel worse because you made me watch this weird ass fucking movie. It was brilliant. Get the fuck out of my house. So, so all right. So let's start there. Uh, number one, fair warning. I don't think I'm being impersonal if I'm looking at my notes because I take notes on my phone. As Samantha does as well. Um, yeah, where are your notes? Brilliant. Way to be prepared. In his, in his, he is prepared. He has the, he has the research and stuff he wants to discuss when we get, when we get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, brilliant. Is a word choice. I do think there it is. It was definitely bright, if you want to use that. Bright, I think, is the better word. So I read a very interesting review uh, in my little bit of research that someone said, like, this is a great first movie for an exciting filmmaker that was probably almost definitively a first draft. <laughs> there is so much going on in this, and that's before you get to the twist. Mm. Uh, that. There's so many ideas and so much packed in to what he's trying to accomplish that ultimately, like, as, like, a structured movie, it kind of falls apart for me. Like, as, like, a movie with, like, a a, a through line and a plot. (laughs) You know what I mean? But in terms of, like, coming up with ideas and trying to elicit reactions from people, then... Yeah, absolutely. I will say there's some some brightness to it. Brilliance is strong, so I'm glad you kind of fixed it. On on your second viewing, yeah. did you enjoy it more than the first time you watched it? You know, the second time... So I actually looked up a lot about this movie. Okay, um, yes, you I, mentioned I, that before. I watched it today, mm-hmm. and I do want to say I noticed a lot more this time around... So did I. Than, uh, ...than the first time. Especially the twist... Which is alluded to throughout the entire movie. It is. Uh, right down to the scene that precedes it, where it's just beating you over the head with horse shit. So, for the people at home... Nice pun, by the way. Thank you. Uh, uh, beating you... Uh, for the people at home, the end game twist here is that uh, worry-free, the evil conglomerate, conglomerate corporation... Yeah. That has already been, you know, accused of Slave slavery labor. from the people that they are paying a lifetime of wage and food to, or actually being tor- turned into equisapiens, horse people, for horse easier people. Horse people. I have a South Park note uh, coming up uh, for for more efficient labor and to be basically the next step in the evolution of man. Uh, and it comes from what you seem like out of nowhere, but as you mentioned, there's some Easter eggs trailing along the way, but in that actual scene, 
Lakeith Sanfield's character snorts something off of like a horse plate. There's like a ceramic horse right there. All the pictures and paintings in the room are like famous pictures and paintings, but with horses superimposed well, into not the just images. That. Not just that. Uh-huh. At the beginning of the movie, or not the beginning of the movie, but the beginning of the scene of the party, the CEO, mm-hmm. uh, I believe his name was Steve Lift. The Army Hammer character, yeah. Yeah, Steve Army Lift. Hammer's yeah. character is literally carrying around a riding crop. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing riding, like equestrian boots. And oh. I was like, okay, okay. And I, I tried to pick out little bits and pieces yeah. here and there. I'm not a horse lady. By any means whatsoever. I'm glad I hate horse people. No, nothing against you if you're listening to this. You're a horse person. I just had a bad experience with a horse person in high school, and then you know. But so, but there are tough. little illusions like that yeah. sprinkled throughout the film. Which if you're if you're looking and you're you want to be abstract enough, you can try and sure. connect the dots. But then it just really hammers you. So let's let's it, talk abstractness. It army hammers you. I know where you stand on modern art, which is largely pretty abstract. And that you I hate, hate it. it. Yeah, you hate it. Uh, I I can give abstractness a pretty long leash. But you know what? You know what modern art I think I hate the most. What is that? You know, like the balloon animals, and they make the balloon dog, and there's like this big thing of oh, yeah, like the Miami. balloon dog. Yeah. Yes, and yes. it's awful. It's not art. It's a fucking balloon nah, dog. It's just money laundering. So what? What I bothers me is like you walk into an abstract art. Uh, gallery and it's like a solo cup with like a glory hole like, like I cut out that. of it and the cup says like may I take your order or something and it's like what the fuck are you talking about I get it so I, I get it I mean this is coming from somebody that once punched a hole in his college apartment's a wall then stuck a dildo through it and called it fuck the establishment so I get abstractness you know what I mean okay. Uh, okay I do there's a lot of undercover abstractness I do with some of the podcasts like songs and choices that I make but this movie has a lot of it, and it, it tackles abstract art with um, mm-hmm. Detroit's character. Mm-hmm. And through that, there is building up to that moment and throughout the film, there's a lot of abstractness that most people would probably just call weird. Is this movie too weird for its own good? Yes. You would say yes. Absolutely. This is an Andrew's angry movie. What? <laughs> That's insulting to the movie and to him. <laughs> but I'm not wrong. I don't think he's seen this, but I have to know now. I would say, if you're, like, very artsy, uh-huh. then this movie's right up your alley. Yeah. If you're high, or, like, inebriated in any capacity, yes. right up your alley. Andrew's if, angry movie. If you're sober, and you're on your period, and you're just not having a good time, not up your alley. <laughs> check, check. <laughs> check. I, so I, th- I think that it is. I, I still, enjoy, like, like look, it, I have a modicum a- of enjoyment. It was a good movie until it got really, really fucking weird. So, so I want to say, I try not to watch you that much in movies. I don't know why you look at me. Don't well, because, look at me. Especially for movies that you I know where things movie. are coming up. Well, so well, I will also look at you it. because I'm trying you to make sure You did the same thing when we were watching fucking Hereditary. Yeah, I'm trying to make sure that you're awake. I'm awake. Uh, but for this, like, for like, literally up until the Equisapien scene, I saw you were like, kind of sitting up. Your eyes were glued. I'm like, okay, this movie kind of has her. No. But is that more so because you were interested in it or because you knew you kind of had to pay attention to follow what was going on? Well, I was not sitting in my chair, sitting in a different chair and didn't recline the same way. Yes. So that's why I, w- I looked like I was sitting up a little more because I wasn't as far back as I normally How am. How dare I give you credit. In my recliner. <laughs> um, so, excuse you. Answer my question. Fuck you. Um, 
No, I want to pay attention, and also because we were recording directly afterwards. Yes, which is a rare case for, which for is just rare, We normally record the day case. after, maybe even sometimes a couple days or a week after. Yeah, so, you but know. But it's definitely easier and fresher. I, I This is a preference, but with a kid. You, you know. guys didn't ruminate on it at all. So that's, that's actually a, a fair point, is I think for this movie, this is a, incredibly beneficial. I could not imagine watching this and talking about this on, like, Tuesday. Like, four days from now? Yeah, so, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes we get so amped after we watch a movie that we're like, we got to talk about this right away yeah. for good reasons or bad reasons because I immediately want to forget something. Um, like this movie? Only, like, the latter half. I think the, the first part... So, I'm really big into, like, social commentary and stuff like this. Like, I think that this movie is right up my alley until it got really fucking weird. I'm so sorry. You're fine. Horse people. Is a really weird concept. Is a weird concept. But I get it. I, I get Horse it. People. <laughs> Horse people. From the perspective of someone who comes from a working class family, mm-hmm. I've seen like the the equivalent or, or like the analogy of like, oh, you're a workhorse. Like you'll work yourself to yeah. death. And yeah. that's essentially what this movie is pushing. Like they're trying sure. to make everyone workhorses essentially in slave labor to the point where like... They'll work themselves to death because it's more efficient. And with horses, you can ride it until it dies. Like, a horse doesn't have its own countenance to be like, oh, hey, I need to stop. And to a certain extent, well, not to a certain extent, factual ones even threatened in the movie, even when the horse is dead, its use is not up. Mm-hmm. Like, it is still transformed into something that that's definition and meaning is keeping things together. Glue! <laughs> glue. So, so, yeah, I definitely get... A lot of the allegorical and analogical thing, <laughs> analogical pieces to this are more on the surface than than I think right. it lets like, on. You don't you don't need to read deeply into this movie to know what it's about. On a surface level, you don't. You They're don't. turning people into horses, just like Justin said. They're turning them into workhorses. Like that's the whole point, and it's. Uh, talking about capitalism and why it's awful. And, and race at the same time. And race at the same time. Um, what? Oh, oh, you can, sorry. You can okay. speak. So this was one of my notes that I had, and I was mm-hmm. waiting for something like this to come up. So this is a perfect segue. Mm-hmm. So the earrings that Tessa Thompson wears in the movie are very symbolic. Yes. yes. One of them says, bury your face deep Bury, bury the rag, the rag deep in your face, yeah. which is a, a lyric from a Bob, Bob Dylan song, Dylan song yeah, exactly. about uh, white men killing black women. Exactly, yeah. white Esen- cops killing black women. I think it was. essentially like subjugating mm-hmm. black people. No. And, yeah. and th- this movie is perfect example. Yeah, and and when did this movie come out? 2018. Yeah, I think. I mean, ago. it came out right before a lot of stuff happened. Well, that it always this. You make this movie at any point. It's always going to come out directly before and directly after some shit happened. Exactly, and I think that that's unfortunate, but... My last note was that it it did, unfortunately, take on a whole new context seeing it now versus 2018. Yes. Throughout that final uh, protest and riots... I agree. and, ...and whatnot, so that didn't hurt the movie for me. Like, it just... If anything, the movie and how stylistic and how uh, carefully designed it is. If you want to call it that. Sure. The Having that happen 
near the end, unfortunately, put me back into the real world. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, like it wasn't superlative at all. It wasn't superficial. It felt real. And it's the whole time it hasn't. So I was like, oh, yeah, fuck. Because you've but got it all this absurdity going on. Right. Sure. And, and, and that's probably a very good decision and choice that he made to do it Because that the most absurd part is the part that you can relate to. Which yes. is, it, it's a weird design choice, but I think the way that they implemented it is really well done. Yes. I, I, agree. I would agree. And I also think that it's different to relate. It's different. You're going to relate to different things in it than Justin will. Because you didn't relate to any of the things in in the former part I of the movie. Related to the horse people because of their cocks. Yeah, well, that's the, what I, mean, I meant. Exactly what I meant. But like you've never don't keep me out of that. You, <laughs> don't. You. That's a podcast for a different podcasts. <laughs> you. You know. It, l- let's be real. Like you've never been told to like use your white voice, right? Because you only have a white voice. Don't try because it's going to be offensive. But I was thinking just in case you're right. Why that was really. I was just thinking just to make sure I didn't have to say that you were right. That was the problem. Uh huh. Right. Enunciating now. Be, right. Exactly. <laughs> He's trying to make sure. But you know. Oh, damn it! God damn it! He, he, well, yeah. I mean, there, Pretty there's much, yeah. that. That's it. You know, like there's been comedians who have made that um, over-exaggeration in the past, but I mean, it's true. I mean, and mm. we've had that conversation with a few of our friends with past guest Artope mm. and everything before as well, and I think it's awful. I mean, it's come up with Justin. With Justin. So, it so has come up with Justin. I met, when I met you, Samantha, very true. over the phone. It's true. The first thing Justin asked me, I called to talk to Chris, and he answered the phone. He said, hey, it's Justin. I said, hi, and he's like, do you think I'm white or black? And I said... I don't know. I told her I was Canadian. And she goes, oh, white. And I go, no. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Because I, two of my closest Canadian friends are not white. Now, what I will say is... It's true. I only like black Canadian people. Drake, she's coming for you. (laughs) You're going to be my best friend. She's way too old for him. Um, (laughs) What? Sue me, Drake. What are you going to do? Take my fucking toys? We won't get Yo, bro, no, we gotta sell four. those things, man. Uh, one thing that I used to harp on you all the time for was you did have a habit of just getting bored at work and either answering the phone or literally face-to-face, whether it be at the teller line or the drive through line, help customers in a different voice than your own. Whether it be white, uh, I don't think you ever put on like a, a, a quote-unquote black voice, but no. you would do Southern, I think you did British, you did a bunch of different things. I, t- I used to tell you, Fucking stop it. And you're like, why? And I'm like, because here's what's going to happen. You're going to help somebody, and it, like an actual issue is going to arise, or something is going to need some kind of follow-up, and they're going to be like, I talked to that, that dark-skinned British fellow, and I'm going to be like, fuck, because now we have to keep that up for however long this goes, or they're going to come in and ask for you. You're not going to know who they are, and they're like, this motherfucker wasn't, it sounds different. What, is he fucking around? How often did that happen? It didn't, but I have to be prepared for that stuff. That's what makes me a good leader and a good manager. You're not my boss anymore. I, I was. <laughs> uh, but you are good at, at, at voices and doing things like that. And I've, you do have a, a wider voice. I, I articulate a lot, and I don't... That doesn't make it a white Hang voice! On. Let Hang me, on. Let him, let him Hang on. Because of the area that I grew up in, it was predominantly Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up in a very predominantly Caucasian area of Central Florida, and I just 
like to emulate people that I hear all the time. You're turning into David Cross as this gets further and further along. I, I like to emulate people that I hear all the time, and that's not to say that I, I talk always like this. It always depends on the group of people I'm with. If I'm with yeah. my family on my mom's side, who are predominantly Hispanic, like they're all Hispanic, I will talk with a Hispanic accent. I I, not, which I have heard before. I will not speak Spanish to them, but I will speak English with a Spanish accent. Can Just you speak to, Spanish? Yes, I can. Barely. Mm. Barely. Mm. To be fair, the same thing happens to you. you, get, I, you I do. It does you happen get to you me. You around your mother and your grandmother, and, and the, Brit, it, the British comes out in you like gangbusters. It's true. So it's, it's not a black or white thing. It's, I, I it's, know. A, it's a class thing. It's a societal thing. Well, I mean, and, and also... It's environmental for sure. Well, yeah, yeah. and it's, you know, our... Uh, children, no, uh, anthropo anthropological. There you go. Yeah. Okay, our child, like the way that children learn is through imitation, yes. and I think that that's a lot of it, right? Like they learn through imitation, like that's how they learn to speak and to read and to do things. And so what we do is we imitate those around us, mm -hmm. and it's also a, a mechanism for us to to fit in, right? Like I think back to like the caveman days, right? Like. I'm sure that there's something ingrained in us that makes us... That we saw in the unnecessarily claymated uh, video. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yeah. exactly. Which yeah. is a wonderful backstory With to it, the... that they wanted Michelle Gondry to do that, uh, the director of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and they had back-and-forth negotiations, thought they had a deal, he pulled out to it, so they made it made by Michelle Dongri or something, <laughs> and now Boots Riley has gone on record Michael saying... Michael Dongri. Michael, yeah, he said uh, every movie he makes... He will continue to make fun of Michelle Gondry until he apologizes or does something with him, and it's like I'm just a fan for that pettiness, so I, I'm I'm for it. That's good. but no, you're right, and I, I guess to get it just back on a like the focus of a movie because we're having a really good like societal conversation, which I knew was going to happen. Well, yeah. that's what it's supposed to generate. Sure, and it's yeah, but we still ultimately at the core of this podcast, I want to critique a movie and. I think it is wonderfully acted, besides a couple outliers, but I, none of the outliers... One, one, one outlier. I, probably somebody different that mm, you're probably thinking. Probably the same. Um, but, because mine is none of the big stars. Um, no, yeah, mine isn't either. Okay, so we may have the same person, I don't know. And I think it is well written, but I think it's paced really poorly. I think that a lot of conflict arises kind of out of nowhere in terms of the the main characters and kind of the the quote-unquote romantic arc that takes place yeah really hackneyed and unnecessary i think it could have just been like cut down a little bit it's just a and, very and cliche a for little... a movie that's not cliche in any way whatsoever i think it had to maintain those cliches in order to be watchable because that familiarity sure. is what keeps people in like how many times have you gone and like you see something and you're like oh that's an 80s movie trope yeah. and you like you recognize it you're like okay i remember this movie because of this i think this movie's trying to cling to that because the rest of it is so avant-garde it, it needs to have that kind of that grounding to it and that's Avant-garde, again, is a great way to put it. I put ab absurdist. Um, and a lot of the absurdist stuff is very funny. Like, some of Jermaine Fowler's, like, throwaway lines are hysterical. And a lot of the... You smell really good today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, 
Just deodorant. <laughs> uh, what was the line that uh, I forget? I saw that I, I think her name's Katie Berlant, who is like a surrealist comedian. She's been in other stuff like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where they're going on the power the power call elevator for the first time. She's complimenting his pink shirt. And goes, did you know that like thirty percent of thirty five percent of men who wear pink, pink shirts start franchises? <laughs> I just laughed out loud. I was like, that is one of my favorite fake facts I've ever heard in my entire I life. I know it's fake. Like that stuff is good. I know so, it's fake. Maybe it's real. Wear some more pink shirts. I have a, I have a pink button. I've now. worn pink shirts every every other. Yeah, week and you don't like see them. him open up a Schlotzky's or anything. I mean, I'm trying. Go for it. That stuff is good. So when I see a paint by numbers romantic love triangle thing that really just gets thrown in for the sake of being just there. to get yeah just for, yeah really that's that's what I'm getting at that hurts the movie for me. Some of the stuff, like you already mentioned the earrings, some of like the posters and the scenery and the style and like the shirts are just like too much. You know what I mean? It, it, it's Igor. Yes. And Igor doesn't, there's no easy way, Igor doesn't make fucking money. <laughs> you know what I mean? And a movie needs to have the mindset of, having a message and and standing for something, but also trying to be successful and profitable. And this this made money. Like this was made somehow for like three and a half yeah, million dollars. Yeah, but that that's and, that is capitalism. That's so, exactly what this movie is talking about. So I guess to that point, which is a good point. That the movie did its job because Oh you you should make you have to make a movie to make money. You don't have to make a movie no. to make money. You make a movie for the art of making a movie. But do you want to do you want to purposely joy and sending off? a message to but people. It's not purposely turning people off. Some people that stuff is because they just want to go to the movies and it's escape kind and of enjoy. Intrinsic within the movie because the I, the only concept to Igor is like you're you're used to seeing something so appealing yeah. and then you're surprised by what you see and it seems a bit too much. It seems like you're being overstimulated. That's exactly what this movie is doing. It, it lulls you in with this false sense of like, okay, well, everything's normal. Like, this is kind of dull. Even the office scenes. Like, the office is very bland, very drab, mm-hmm. very, like, dismal. Like, you feel like it is wet in there. Like, you, you just yeah. you look at it and you do not want to be there. Mm-hmm. But then there are these scenes where, like, everything's extremely colorful and, and extremely, like, there's a lot of things going on on screen at once. It's loud. And it, it's visually loud. Yeah. And that's the Igor. Yeah. And that almost kind of got us, because I remember, like, we weren't necessarily disappointed when we saw it, but this movie was, it came out in the summer, and every summer there seems to be that indie that is going to, like, stick around for the summer and not make $100 million, but have people talking and leave a good reputation. This movie doesn't necessarily do that well, and I, I can see why, because people went to go see it and they're like, what the fuck was that? Sure. But, but people kind of, heard about it and they're like, I'm not going to go see that. Yeah, but it Fucking even kind of got people. us, because afterwards we're like, well, we saw that, you know, and it, that, we were kind of sub, uh, subjugated to it then as well. So, um, yeah, I, I guess you've kind of turned me around on that. I basically was just doing this to mention the, the shirt that Tessa Thompson was wearing that was called The Female is Female... The Future is Female, female ejaculation, ejaculation, which I want that shirt. Just there is also another one with the uh, female... The, the biological female symbol mm-hmm. where it was covering her nipples. Yes, yeah, she was in bed with that later on. That was also really nice. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you noticed. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I love female <laughs> empowerment. Um, and do you want to talk? Do you have? Do you want to talk about her glove attire and uh, probably my least favorite scene in the movie? 
The uh, the I hated that like scene. the the actual abstract art scene where she was. What movie she was she quoting? I don't know. It's like the Last Dragon. The or Last something? Dragon. Is that the? That's not the Bruce. No, that's it's the, the Motown one. Yes, that's the like the Bruce Leroy movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and she's just getting like batteries and water balloons of paint. Batteries, water balloons filled with blood. I think. Yeah. Sheep's blood. Sheep's blood and, and cell phones. <laughs> no, no, no. Cell it wasn't phones. batteries. It was empty bullet casings. Bullet casings. Sorry. And cell phones. And cell phones. Yeah, not my favorite. Yeah, you know, cool. Well, what was your favorite scene? Not that. Well, I know that. The so horse it, dick. No, I'm just kidding. Well, so I was gonna say, I, honestly, my my favorite scene is probably the horse reveal scene, just because I thought it was a bathroom. I thought it was Jade. No, that's Olive. <laughs> you were saying it was chartreuse. It, it did look chartreuse. Chartreuse is a green. It's like uh, a greenish yellow, like a tennis ball. Yeah, tennis more balls you. are yellow. Yeah, yeah, it's more yellow. I would say... Okay. But for everything okay. I said earlier, kind of the, the, the mise-en-scene of like the paintings and the horse and, and Army Hammer, I think, kills in that scene. I think he's, I, I think he's great. I, we have to address... Yeah, it's, it's yellow. How the French toast is that yellow? So, so you know, you remember the whole controversy. The middle of one the is dress. There's one. I you see the whole three yellows the gold and five dress greens. and the black dress, right? And so one it's not because any. it's because people see colors differently. Depending so like it's a brain. So, so it's a brain thing. Yeah. Sometimes it depends on how the light waves like enter your song. brain. <laughs> your red is my purple. We have to address the army hammer in the room. Um... I feel like that wasn't a scene. Like, that wasn't for the movie. That was just something going on at his house. My day. note was, oh, this is just an Army Hammer documentary. All right. <laughs> cool. It was. Same page. I'm, I'm glad you're up to speed on the Army Hammer news. You are as well? Yes. Okay, good. Just want to make sure. I just want to recount it with details. <laughs> they're, they're horrific. Spiting people. Uh, you know, we wanted to fucking eat people. Mm. Eat people's, like, fucking, like, organs. And, like, get, get off on thing. it. Yeah. People are... I mean, yeah, I was yeah. trying to keep it like he's, he's, the, to he's the Winklevi. How can he? Whatever Van Winklevi. <laughs> <laughs> Shut. I have to point out that earlier uh, For tonight. A no, 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 earlier tonight, uh, Justin thought that the Fonzie was played by Henry Winkle. <laughs> to my defense, I've only seen like reruns of Happy Days, and that was well before. So that. have we. Yeah, we were well before. We? What do you think we are? How, how, how often do you think I've been exposed to Henry Winkler? You don't watch uh, The Waterboy, Barry, Scream, any of those things? All you're busy before... watching fucking anime. You're not watching some good shit. All before my time. No, Barry's a Barry's current on show. Right now. Thanks so the much. The Waterboy before my time. What was the... Scream? The Waterboy... Yeah. yeah okay. Before my time. But they still are classics. The only thing I've seen him in is Parks and Recreation. Okay. But he was just... Saperstein, like Dr. Saperstein. And my that's daughter knows who the font. I mean, my daughter wouldn't know. I know who Henry Winkler. I could <laughs> that's point, mind. Listen, you win the argument. <laughs> I could point argument. him out. I could point him out in a sure. car. I'm like, oh, that's the fonts. Don't act like I know Ron Howard. I don't know Henry Winkler or Henry Van Winkle or whatever the hell. Uh, the other scene that I like that kind of precedes that, and it's weird to say that I like the scene. Basically, the entire Steve Lift party would probably be my, my favorite. The just, uh, just for how fucking uncomfortable the rap scene is. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. It's so. Oh my gosh, I was really uncomfortable. So I looked at them during this. Scene. I couldn't look at you. <laughs> and he's talking. He's talking to the audience who's listening to this about us. Yes. As as uh, Lakeith Sanfield repeats just over and over again. Uh, the phrase N-word shit, N-word shit, N-word shit, because he doesn't know how to rap. And I looked at them, and I genuinely had to question it. I asked them, 
is this why I'm here? I thought you were going to swear. Me? Like, I was looking at them, and I swear to God, they had the biggest smile. <laughs> <laughs> and I was immediately second-guessing why they asked me why I wanted some powdered sugar earlier. So when you wake up tomorrow and you have g- giant nostrils, I apologize. Is this a race thing? No, I just... <laughs> What is it not been with you? Are you leaving too? Why is everyone leaving? I'm getting water. Go ahead, get a water. Um, yeah, that whole stretch in scene was was very, very was just perfect for me. Yeah, it was meant to be uncomfortable, and then sure, the, like the worst part wasn't him saying those things because he couldn't rap. It was them repeating. It, it was them. It was them and enjoying it. it. Yeah, I think yes. his rapping was pretty bad too. To be honest. Well, I think. <laughs> well, there's a reason why on Atlanta he's never dropped a single line of anything. He's literally just the buddy. He's he's turtle. Speaking of Atlanta, yeah, a lot I, of Atlanta vibes from this. Well, Donald, not just that. Donald, Donald Glover, Glover was, was supposed, supposed to be, play. and it recommended Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, we can go ahead. So, Justin, uh, two things we'll do on the on the show. Uh, we'll name an MVP and an LVP, uh, so the best and worst essentially of the movie, and then we're going to score it at the end on a scale of one to ten. Halves count. We can all agree Lakeith Stanfield is the MVP. Of the he carries right? this movie. He crushes it. Uh, uh, it goes without saying. I disagree. You disagree? The guy who played the main horse guy. (laughs) The horse dick. I'm just kidding. The guy with that big ass horse dick. No, I'm just kidding. So because we made the analogy, we were like, I think Justin was like, they're like fucking street sharks. And I was like, I want an Equisapiens animated show. When the horse guy talked, he sounded like Raphael from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? What is Forrest he, Whitaker? Because he was from East Oakland. It was Forrest Whitaker, really? It's Forrest, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. It's not Forrest Whitaker. It's Forrest Whitaker? No fucking way. I, I, no I, way. Because uh, the, uh, the Wikipedia castles was pretty small. I had to go to IMDb to find who my MVP was. Forrest Whitaker was the first Equisapien and Demarius. That's amazing. It's Forrest Whitaker. Academy. So let's let's recap all the Academy Award winners and nominees. So we got Stanfield nominee. Danny Glover. Danny Glover has never been nominated for Academy Award. It's a travesty. He should have been. He is getting an honorary Academy Award. Oh, no. He's getting the Lifetime, uh, the Humanitarian Award. Mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson's getting a Lifetime Award this upcoming mm. year. Uh, Stanfield, As he should. Stanfield nominated. Young nominated this past year. Uh, Army Hammer nominated. I think he was nominated for J. Edgar. Uh, I think that's correct. Is yeah. about that gay guy that pressured presidents? <laughs> sure. Uh, oh, was he, was he nominated for... Uh, no, Garfield was... Up for the social network? I know, I know no, Hammer not was social not. Ne- not. I'm not talking about social network. I'm talking about the movie he did. Oh, uh, Call Me By My Name. Call Me By yes. My Name. Yeah, I, I he was nominated for that. Yeah. The Lone Ranger. So he might be, multi- <laughs> he might be multiple. Um, uh, Forrest Whitaker, Academy Award winner... Uh, I think that's probably it, right? Saw Guerrero. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, Lakeith, you were joking, right? Lakeith Sample's obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, obviously. He's yes. fantastic. I cannot wait to see, I mean, he got an Oscar nomination I mean, he was he's great. 30. He was great in, um. Everything. He's great on Atlanta. He's He was great in. Knives it? Out? In Knives Out. He's the straight man in Knives Out. He, he does an amazing he was great, job. He was great in Black Klansman. Oh. No, that's John David Washington. You're thinking of Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Messiah. I knew. He's also in an anime that I watched recently called Yasuke, the first black samurai <laughs> on Netflix. Check it out. Um, yeah, he's Don't great. He he has a chance to be him and Daniel Kaluuya both. Oh, absolutely. They're great. Over the next 10 or 15 years, I just want them to fucking eat the world. Uh, I think that's kind of what I like about this movie is this kind of almost at times because of him... 
and also everything that makes it up felt like just a, a long ass Atlanta episode at times. Like, <laughs> like literally, like the first twenty to thirty minutes feels like one of those high concept Atlanta episodes. The second half feels like a te- Teddy Perkins, essentially. Oh, you it know? does. That's true. Uh, so that that's where I kind of got the enjoyment from some of it was, you know feeling like it was kind of inspired or in the same family as them. I don't know if you'll know what I mean by this, but I was kind of waiting for for Army Hammer's character to pull out like an oversized egg of some kind. I don't know what you mean. Like but you could say anything and I would know what you mean in this movie. But like okay, so like the absurdity of like you say Atlanta, I think of Teddy Perkins and the Ostrich. Oh, okay. Now okay, that's all you had to say. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, God, no, I'm just thinking the, the oozing of the egg, and it's so Yeah, gross. but let me tell you, like, I think Tessa Thompson also did a really great job in this she movie. She did. I think she's good. I don't think she got enough screen time to merit her being, like, closer to where Lakeith was. No. Yeah, no, no, she... no, 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 I'm not saying she was the MVP at yeah. all, but I think that she's still, she's so solid in everything that I've seen her in. Talked about her in Creed, mm-hmm. talked about her in, well, we haven't done any of that. We haven't done any uh, of the Marvel movies. movies yeah with her yet but um i think that she she she's very good she, she has a good job i think that she does a good job to hold her own against in the in those scenes with him they mm-hmm. have i thought that they had good chemistry sure and everything yeah. she definitely definitely does stand out when she is on screen yes like yeah. she she's never blurred into the background no. or, or made secondary uh steven young's very good mm-hmm. uh jermaine fowler would probably be like my runner-up i thought he was hilarious he was so not. funny I do not like. You don't him. like him. I wow. Don't like him. Why well, don't you like my him? My first exposure to him was. You don't in like looking movie. in a mirror. I've never seen it. No, she was. She was saying <laughs> oh, that you were Jermaine I, Fowler. <laughs> Is that? I got. I don't that get that at all. Personality. I maybe I got like more of like the personality with the character. I do not get that at all. No. Yeah. I'm very different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I thought he was funny. I thought he did a good job. Of course, Danny Glover is always going to kill it. I got to give a shout out to Pat Oswalt and David and David Cross, Cross. Uh, and Rosario Dawson and Rosario Dawson. A good voice work. Also, Lily James, Lily James. is uh, which Big they should have said Tessa Thompson speak in her normal voice. Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> halfway through, I was like, I don't. Even, I think that's really good sound dubbing, or she just might be talking as herself. Um, and all of, like the the bit I talked about, I, I really enjoyed Army Hammer. A lot of the other bit players in the movie I did Army really, Hammer really enjoy. enjoy you. <laughs> yeah, I guess he would. As he's breaking my ribs and then fucking the, the shards. Um, who are we thinking for LVP then? Uh, you, you said you had one person. Yeah. I'm hoping it's the same that I had. I know. I don't think it's going to be. Well, let me hear it. I thought it was that white lady. Uh, oh, no, I liked her. Kate Berlant. I thought it was overly excessive for no reason. That was completely over the top for no so, reason. And I also, like Justin said in one of the scenes, like, why is she there? Like, why was she there? You definitely like, didn't need three of those people. You I, didn't I get need that. three of those people. And, like, the, the, I kinda they had it. a lot of... Um, <laughs> They they had a lot of personality on their own. That yeah, you didn't need a third foil. Yeah, so too much. So my nominee is the other manager guy who had the, the tattoos. Neck tattoos. The neck Same tattoo guy. Same dude. Fuck that guy. Oh, man, no. <laughs> tag it and tag it. He was so so. He's a great you, guy. You have worked. Have you ever done like a telemarketing like a job over the phone? 
ish. Okay. So uh, we did. We did, and I still do. I work in banking, so I do yeah. a lot of outbound phone but, calls and stuff. But like I work that. in insurance. That's literally all I do. You aren't, don't you work in the claims department? I do investigations, and I have to oh, call so people. So people call all you? Day. Oh. All day. But mm. you don't have like a quota or a goal, do you? Mm-mm. Exactly. Whereas where where we both worked, me for a much longer time than Samantha did. And, and, and so, uh, Podfather Rich Kimology for the longest time. Yeah, uh, but he he thankfully got away from like the, the sales part of it. This movie nails telemarketing and that culture of like the res- almost like the resigned fates and the mm-hmm. people that do drink the Kool Aid and suck the teats and all that and like those managers definitely do fucking exist. I like the uh, the guy from the first scene a lot. He, mm. I, I recognize him. He's been in some things. He's a good character actor. I didn't mind the girls uh, either. The tattoo guy was just somehow in this movie like understatedly over the top. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Like you can tell he's fucking That's, going but, for but it, honestly, but he's still restraining himself and it's like, dude, you are so all over the place that you somehow stand out in this movie like a sore fucking thumb. I, I do want to, not to, not, but, sorry, ahead. I'll let you guys finish this thought. I just had something that I wanted to clarify that I didn't really understand. Go ahead. Go ahead. The movie. So, beginning of seeing the movie, you know, he's in the interview. Mm-hmm. He's got the employee of the month plaque, which is fake. And he's yes. also got the trophy, which is fake. also fake. Yeah. But he only had 40 cents for gas. He spent all his money on those two things. Okay. <laughs> and that's how I, that's what I assumed it to be. Yeah. Okay. There were a couple of interesting plot holes that you pointed out, like when he can't find his cell phone and he's, you literally just used another phone. <laughs> just call your cell phone. Which, it, 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 they worked themselves out because his phone wasn't there. Um, I thought you were going to bring up uh, my least favorite character in the movie, but not necessarily my least favorite performance, is Mr. Blank. Who's like the other power caller with the eye patch? I thought you were going to say Terry Crews' wife in the movie. I, I was not a fan of Terry Crews either. Honestly, at first I wrote down Terry Crews because I love Terry Crews, but oh, he do does too. have a habit of sounding very expositionally in a lot of his dialogue, and he very much was like that in the first scene. Um, but then he wasn't in it that much to really matter. Um, but that character, there's been a lot of conjecture as to like what his actual name is, what the point of him is. And I, I think Omari Hardwick did a very good job. Uh, yeah, with, I think the performance was fine with what he was given, but... I just but didn't like the character. I don't know how necessary... I mean, it's all necessary. Like, you have, like, to have, like, the shepherds that are shepherding them, right? Sure. So, so like, you have, like, the shepherd, the guy who you want to be LVP, the, the manager guy who's shepherding through... Johnny was the character's name. Johnny, you, you know, and then... Um, that guy was shepherding him through the yeah. the higher up, the, the power calling and everything. So I think that they were both fine. I mean, I that's just so... You said that you didn't like how like jittery and all over the place um, mm-hmm. Johnny was. Yeah. That's just how he is in everything, to be quite honest. Oh, you know this guy. I've never, I don't recognize so that he, actor he, at all. Yeah, he's been, he was in Sense8. Okay. So he was on Sense8, and he was one of the integral characters on there. And that's just how he is. He's really chill. Pretty cool. I think he's a nice actor. I don't. You're still a voted two to one, unfortunately. That's fine. Y'all can do it. <laughs> I might change my vote to to who. I mean, why was she I there? Mean, you'd have to convince. You'd have to. You already had a shepherd. Like you already had a Just shepherd. Just from the, the pink shirt franchise line, I can't fucking do it. Also, she did really good work on that keypad, and she was very. I enjoy that actress. I think she's. I think I she bet. did a good job. What the fuck does that mean? I just said I bet you do. It's accusatory. It's nothing accusatory. It's Only if you're guilty. I'm not guilty. Of what? Nothing. Huh? 
Okay. <laughs> I'll change my LVP to Indigo Rose. Who fucks Indigo Rose? The lady that threw the fucking soda can. Oh. <laughs> I think that's so inconsequential. Too, too inconsequential. I think that's too inconsequential. Then I'll give her a runner-up. I'll keep mine, <laughs> yeah. but she's definitely runner-up. Uh, somebody else who I didn't like who also was in the con- inconsequential was the uh, looking like she's part of the fucking Hunger Games host of that shit kicked yes. out of me uh, yes. TV show. Yes. Which, that was another like added mm. commentary layer that over the course of the movie got like less biting and less funny. Like well, The first time it happens, like, okay, that's clever. Sure, 150 million people in this world would watch this then. By the time he's he's covered in shit and getting beat up. It's funny that this happened three years ago and that this movie was made three years ago Mm -hmm. and they just had that whole like ultimate slip and slide thing that they had to scrap the first season of because someone had diarrhea. I thought you were going to go with uh, the fact that uh, YouTube celebrities are getting paid tens of millions of dollars to have shitty boxing fights. Like, that is, that is oh, that. Logan? Oh, no, I was talking about actual Logan. shit. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we just fuse them together. Don't worry, there will come a time when Logan Paul is boxing Manny Pacquiao with shit-covered boxing gloves, and people will still pay $69.99 for it. Manny Pacquiao's the best. <laughs> so Johnny, uh, Johnny, the, car- uh, the actor's name is Michael. Michael X. Summers. I don't know, I'm guessing Xavier or Xanders has been the name. We'll just say Michael Summers. Javier. The uh, the uh, the LVP for sorry to bother you. Sorry if you're listening to this. Um, it's nothing personal. Your acting was just really bad. And sorry to Samantha because apparently you fucking like this guy. Um, just like this show, Sense Eight. I mean, yeah. I, this is gonna be a hard movie to grade. Right? Is there anything else we wanted to tackle? How are we grading this movie? Like, so it, so we literally just so do it one to so ten. I always do it as a combination of my personal enjoyment. And how I feel it was as a movie. So I always base my score as close to both of those principles as I can. What so, units of measurement are So basically? from one, one to, to ten, ten, you half. can go half. So one, one and a half, okay. two, two and a half, three, however you want to do it. Um, you are the guest, so you'll get the score at first. I have my number in my mind. I can, I can do halves. Okay. Yeah. But I, not quarters. I will give it six and a half out of ten horse penises. Six point five. I feel inches. like I have to scale that. <laughs> it's like is that on a curve? None of those dicks were curved at all. Those things are curved. That would hurt somebody. Uh, I, I, my score was going to be a six because I, I do think there is a good combination of style and substance here. It gets a little bit away from them. Uh, like I said, very disjointed structurally as a. a with the plot, but the style, the performances, the music we didn't talk about, good good music soundtrack. Great here. music. That's what I was just going to talk um, about. But, you know, some of the boycott stuff didn't work for me either. Like, like the kind of the back and forth of the will he, won't he, still kind of fell in that, that cliche type stuff. Um, and then, as much as I appreciate a good Equisapien, that's a hard left. No pun intended again. That's what you were joking. Like you just said, there's no curve. A South Park level swerve that's like, it's Monday night and we don't have an answer. Horse people. Yeah, it just. Crab people. Like, Like, you know, like, it just. I think you said. You made it work with your explanation earlier, but still. Right. You did. I agree. But for like the layman going to the movie, right? they, They go to watch this movie and you can see that. On the surface, it's about social commentary and, you know, 
black people having to use white their white voice in order to be successful. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right? No, no, and Justin, then all of a sudden... Now's the time you do a voice. Now's the time? No. Yeah, no. Okay. And then all of a sudden there's like horse faces everywhere. It... It yeah, yeah, gets so bizarre and not always in a good way. I'm I'm giving this movie a five and a half. Oh wow, that's higher than I thought you were. Going. So so we'll average out. Well, no, because well, I thought that the this acting is again was... the third time with guest star we've gone like right in the so middle. So the average is going to be a six. Yeah, yeah. So so I think like this movie had a fantastic a lot of music. I I think like the music would drop and like all of us were like. You know, like grooving to it. Like I think it had a good soundtrack. I think the acting was really good, and I really like the first part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I really do like everything that they had to say. Um, I think it's a shame that they had to do it, and I, I think it's a shame that this was three years ago and we're still having to deal with it. But I'll get off my soapbox because I know that this is not the podcast. So what you're telling me the first half of the movie you give it an eight, the second half you give it a four. <laughs> what I'm getting, yeah, what I'm basically. At. Uh, my last four note. horse penises. Um, four. <laughs> but it's all Four dick. But it's all dick. Shout out to Arn Anderson. And seven dicks ago. <laughs> uh, my last note was about Equisapiens, and I go, man, it's weird that didn't autocorrect to something else. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, we got a little bit of your uh, your voice there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, for, there was like a solid month where I decided to just try and do voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, How'd that work out? I mean, I I got auditions. I just didn't do Couldn't well. Couldn't land it. I had, I had a friend in a, uh, high school and college uh, who has a degree from an acting school in Connecticut, and he auditioned for Disney, this was back in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, maybe like 10 times, and he would go and maybe they would say, do this voice, okay, come, when you come back next time, that was great, try to do something a little bit more like goofy or a little bit more serious, a little more evil. Like next time, give improv. They just strung him around literally for like, I want to say it was like 10 auditions. And it's just like, I think that's just like the nature. It's like they want somebody that's just going to break their back and uh, come back and have everything. And they don't get paid anything. No, and, they, and but like, you know, I, I don't see why they can't just do that right out of the fucking gate. Like, it's just cruel to, to string yeah. somebody along like that. But um, uh, we'd be uh, remiss if you didn't give us a little bit of Javier Santiago, uh, who is a, a, a close personal friend of ours. Uh, we have a annual I don't movie. know him. No, I'm just I, kidding. <laughs> I think you met him like twice. Um, never met his wife. That's another story. Did I tell you? Okay, so before you do the impression, two things we have to tackle about Javier before we wrap this up. Number oh one, he may or he has. How do you? How do we want to approach this? Because it's very. His wife may or may not exist, and may or may not be a hostage. So I know she exists, and I'll, I'm going to get to that in a second. <gasps> you met her? No, I have not met her. Okay. Yet. Uh, he, unless he has a burner Instagram account impersonating us, or he might be Norman Bates. Uh, the first thing was you, me, and Javier have a a fall tradition where we go to the movies every a, single year. Is it a tradition, or is it just an unfortunate series of circumstances? Both. In tw- 2018, we went to go see Venom, and uh, the movie was so bad, and you were so uh, it was so late, and you were so drunk that you fell asleep in the movie, and we left you in the theater for over an hour, um, and put. Uh, discarded cups and popcorn all around you. I have the footage. I'll, I'll air it someday. To be uh, fair, I thought it was my popcorn at first. The following year, we went to go see Joker, and Javier got you some of the worst, strongest, nastiest alcohol of all time. You threw Ever up, clear. You threw up uh, before the movie and it, had to go change your clothes. 
I want to add an addendum to that. Uh-huh. I threw up in front of a police officer at Disney. You threw up on the built the 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 not yet built Jose Andres yes. restaurant right in front of the police officer and his nice dog in Disney Springs. Of course, 2020 theaters were not open and we were you know dealing with COVID. So we will be back in 2021 when we are going to go see Venom. Let there be carnage. And I, I'm just literally we might just light you on fire. I think that's the natural progression as to what happens to you. Uh, the follow-up story I'll just break a leg or is, uh, is going to lead into our plugs, which is um, follow me on Instagram, at Mall 38 for my at show. At Jam with your Sam. For my show, Box and Friends, where uh, pretty much every single week I show off the new things I've purchased and the many things that I collect in, in my life. And Javier is fascinated by this. And is, for the past couple years, will just randomly send me Amazon packages of the shittiest Funkos he can find. And then he started getting obsessed with Jason Momoa. And he sent me a Jason Momoa coloring book. Then he sent me a Jason Momoa Funko. And his wife finds this hilarious. So she started, like, watching the shows when, like, she kind of knew I was showing stuff off and just laughing about it. So I get a, an Amazon package. I open it up, and it's pillow inserts. I'm like, what the fuck, Sam? Did you buy this? And she's like, no. And I, I see... And why would I have an address to you? I don't send shit to you that I, I buy. I see the gift receipt in here. And I see it was from Javier Santiago. But it doesn't, like, there's no note. Like it doesn't, yeah, like normally he'd be like, hey, enjoy, enjoy this with your toys, whatever. It's just yeah. no note. And I go, it just says from Javier. Um, but the text literally says, all right, you lost me on this one. What the fuck are the pillow inserts about? And he goes, you only got one thing? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, fuck, we're supposed to come together. And then like later he's like, it's coming tomorrow. Open it up. He got me these mini square pillows inserts that can be fluffed out and used with this very feminine and very pink picture of Jason Momoa making a cute smiley face. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not opening these. He's not going to listen to this. I returned it. <laughs> <laughs> and the joke is still on me. It took me over an hour and a half. I've never had a problem with an Amazon return in my entire life. I returned it in like the middle of June, right? I'm checking my balance, waiting to buy something else on Amazon with his dumbass money that he spent on this, and it's just not there. I had to spend an hour and a half on three different phone calls yesterday to figure out why, because I've gotten confirmed this return's been placed, I don't have the money. They fucked it up, and they refunded the order, so he still's going to know about it. He got his money back, and I got my money. It was ridiculous. I think I still have a picture on my phone. I'll show you what he sent me. So I, um, I'm really remiss that you didn't keep it. So let so I painted the picture for Javier. Uh, give us a little bit of Javier. So you didn't like the pillows I sent you. I did not like the pillows, Javier. I'm sorry. But I know you love Jason Momoa. I, I he's uh, he's fine. I'm not a big Aquaman exactly. fan. Exactly. You think he's fine? No. <laughs> If you can work the face out too, then you have one of the all-time greatest impressions of all time. Because he'd be so like, like he'd be so excited, like trying to get you into it. Uh, one last Javier story before we do our actual plugs. Uh, when we he were sounds all work- like he's Pablo Chico. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I was going. We used to work right next to a Publix. Like literally, I could walk to Publix in a minute. Oh, like asked, you, you guys were on the end of the Publix. Yeah, I asked I this story. Would anybody like anything? And he's like, sure. Story. Can Can you get me? A can potato. I say, can I say Yeah, it? go ahead, please. I would like a potato bowl. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. A what? And I was like, where is that? It's, it's in the, the deli, the potato bowl. Sure. So I walked to Publix, and I'm like, 
I have no idea what he said. So I, I look, I'm like at the deli and it's like, I don't see any potato, anything. So I'm like, potatoes, a potato bowl? Okay, like maybe it's like a thing in the produce section and he, the, the produce, they're like, oh look, it's nothing. So I finally go up to like the hot counter and I go, I, I, my employee's looking for something called a potato bowl and they go, potato bowl, potato bowl, like I'm at fucking Moe's. <laughs> And I'm like, what is going on? I can pee myself. <laughs> had, literally, had they been horse people, it would have made more sense to me. So then they and hand me. I would have pissed myself like he pissed himself in that yeah, scene. They hand me like a like this uh, this fried potato ball that's got like like meat stuffed inside of it. I'm like, mm. oh, potato ball. Mm. I, I was, at that point, I've never heard of. No, I love them. I get them all the time. So you I never get me fucking potato balls. So I bring it because ours never have potato balls. Only the one over. Did you ask? Has. No. Yeah, they don't I'm have scared it. to ask for potato balls. They they gotta say potato ball. Like they don't keep it out front. So they gotta summon it. So I bring it. it back. I go, here's your fucking potato ball. Like you know how much effort. Like he knew as well. Like he's already laughing, because like it had been ten minutes. And I go, you told me potato ball. He goes, no, I said potato ball. I go, no, you didn't. So five minutes go by, and he brings back a, a, a note card. And he goes, how would you say this? And I go, potato ball. How would you say this? Potato bowl. How would you say this? Potato bowels. <laughs> he wrote all three down separately because he just wanted to know how he was supposed to say them. Uh, so now can you please say potato bowl, potato balls, and potato bowels just so we can hear the difference. And then I'll, I'll I wrap will up. do my best. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Potato ball, bowel, and bowl. Uh, particularly uh, ball, bowl, bowl, and bowels bowl. in that order. Yes. Okay. Potato bowl, potato bowl, potato bowl. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for listening to this episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, to go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others at our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. As I mentioned earlier, patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Uh, we have our, our first candy rumble for the Married with Movies uh, like, new challenge we're doing. Maybe the game series will be coming as well. Uh, I might have much rather done that than the fucking candy your rumble. Your patronage is appreciated. Facebook.com slash Married with Movies at Mary W. Movies on Twitter, Mary with Movies at gmail.com. I talked about at your host, 30 on Instagram already. At Jam with your Sam. My retro wrestling diary, arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle, where I'm in the year 1994. It's a very, very good year for the world of wrestling, so enjoy reading about that. What's the best year for the world of wrestling? That I've done it so far? It doesn't matter what the best year of wrestling is. Thanks, Dwayne. That's the only thing he knows? He knows more. He knew... We watched uh, Hollywood yeah, Squares yeah, earlier. He, he Stone knew Cold Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin. Which is the world you're supposed to know. Um, Justin, anything you'd like to plug or where can people find you? And oh. also, uh, if you would like me to share any of your stuff on the little blurb sure. I did for... for um, all of my social media stuff is under my name, Justan B. Mm-hmm. Um, that's B with two E's. And, and Justin with an A. Yeah, because my parents hated me. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's me on Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, uh like everything. So. Um, link me just in case I can't find the right thing so I can include it in the bio so people can find you. Mm-hmm. He'll be you back on the show the right one day. It's right I, there. Excellent, excellent job. I had a blast here. And uh, you. you'll you'll be at the, you know, we have a whole year's worth of guests to get through and then some, but we'll have you on back and we'll, we'll do something yeah, when we totally do random. It'll, it, it was a pleasure to be had. When we, when we do Spider-Man, we'll have you back. Yes. Ooh, I'll do, All of them. I'll practice more voices. All of them. Give us your best Peter Parker. 
Which one? I think this is just my regular speaking voice. <laughs> you just want it to be your regular yeah, speaking yeah, yeah, yeah. voice. <laughs> I remember when Julie was watching the uh, the new Disney Junior Spider Man show. She was like, she was asking just like, who's your favorite Spider Man? He goes, I I can't choose. He's like, you know, I am Spider Man. She's like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't believe him. <laughs> she knows. You know who hers is? They call her Ghost Spider. Oh, I told him. He, oh, yeah. he was already aware. I'm not fucking Ghost yeah. Spider. He knows everything about Spider Man. That's not Ghost Spider. They That's re- not a thing. They retcon the name. Yeah. Yeah. Look, they can't do that. They can. They did. I mean, they retconned Miles Morales' name in some comics, too, from, like, Miles Morales being Spider-Man to, like, Kid Arachnid, which yeah. is fucking stupid. Yeah, because some of those white people don't want a Mexican Spider-Man! He's Puerto Rican! They yeah, see Puerto Morales, Rican. they just think it's Mexican! Tell me I'm wrong. You are. You know, no. what, you know what he probably eats a lot of? What? Mofongo. <laughs> for mullet this is mullet and justin signing out for this week's episode of married with movies we'll catch you next time at our table slash the movies man <laughs> i've never seen a horse cock like in person before really um, i have i have and it was at the weirdest place i was riding on a horse and its cock came out were you riding on top of the horse no underneath it what the fuck kind of question is that I mean, <laughs> so i took horseback riding lessons and i had to ride on the pony because i'm little. i'm gonna ask you this question and then you're gonna answer me and i want no context i'm immediately gonna stop the recording where did you see Sea horse <laughs> oh the anheuser bush no I said no context. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.